0: When we think about transitions in and out of the canter, we often don't really think about posture. And yet, bad posture can actually be what's ruining your transitions, particularly those into the canter, which is what I want to focus on today, but they can also ruin it out of the canter. So it makes sense that we begin to work on our posture as riders in order to create better, cleaner transitions for our horses. That's what I want to talk about today. Hey there, my name is Lorna Leeson, I'm an equestrian trainer and coach and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians who are going it alone, doing their very best, trying to train their horse and train themselves and doing it all. And it could actually be something as simple as your posture holding your back. Huh. Okay, so I mentioned it about posture, and it is really important. And of course, many trainers and coaches, they'll talk about position. Your position is important too. But hey, at the end of the day, if you're not carrying yourself, it doesn't really matter what happens. Because your posture really does affect everything, okay? Now, I think that when it comes to horse riding, the canter is the one thing that Well, it's not the one thing, but it is one of the things, okay, one of the few rare little things that you can get almost like instant results with. You just tweak one little thing and it can have such a resounding knock-on effect, like this ripple effect through all of the other things. And I think that when we think about the canter transitions, very often the one little thing, okay, that we can tend to overlook when it comes to being strategic about what we're gonna change and what we're going to improve, that can be our posture as riders. So today I want to dive into that and I want to just simply talk about how, you know, just sitting differently might just transform the transition into canter for you and your horse. Now, we all know as riders that self-carriage is important, okay? It's something that we know that for our horse's development, we're working towards. But did you ever consider self-carriage for yourself? And how we could work on your development of self-carriage. And how, if we know how important it is for our horse, is it possible? Just is it? that this could be as important for you as well. I really do think that it is, okay? Because when you are able to carry yourself a little bit better, you open up so many more doors for your horse. You give your horse all these new opportunities, good opportunities, in front of him, okay? When we are not carrying ourselves, when we are failing to carry ourselves, we shut doors, we close doors things down we block things okay and that has this knock-on effect in everything we do in our riding now I also think that horses are great because at the end of the day like isn't it amazing that they let us on their backs and they carry us around and they like do what we ask them to do I just it's it's actually a little bit mind-blowing when you think about it all And so therefore, I think that as riders, the least we could do to repay this kindness is to carry ourselves. (laughs) Like we could just take responsibility and begin to just carry ourselves. Now, I do know that over the years and, you know, this was roared at me for years. And I know there's so many people saying, oh, yeah, you know, the whole shoulders back, like hands up who has been in an arena having somebody Red in the face with, I don't know, frustration, fury, who knows. But they are like, just shouting at you, shoulders back, coupled with the odd heels down. And you're like, okay, okay. I don't actually think shoulders back is all that helpful <laughs> as riders. I really don't. I find, to me, it like, I, I use the term riders ride like a duck, okay? And all it means is that they kind of, they arch their lower back and they stick their bum out behind them. Not helpful. I don't think it works. Um, I think that there are better ways at getting it across. Now, and on that note, it is important. I think what instructors and trainers are trying to convey with that is to carry yourself like sit up come on do the work engage engage okay (laughs) but shoulders back is not the way to do it what i would suggest doing in this situation is thinking about opening your chest so if you could imagine you put a measuring tape or something on the point of one shoulder and you just went across the front of your chest to the point of your other shoulder you want to open it and then couple that with this feeling of creating space between your ribs and your hips now I know that sounds really odd and you're like well now Lorna but trust me by you simply focusing on elongating your body okay you are going to be able to use your body so much more in the saddle and everything becomes so much clearer regarding the communication between your aides and your horse and what's been understood and maybe hopefully less misunderstood, okay, between the two of you, it's really important. Now, if you are not in the habit of carrying yourself on your horse, okay, you've probably noticed that there's, yeah, there's a couple of downsides to that, okay? The first one being that things become muddled up very quickly, okay? I think that when you're slouching or you're, I don't know, just too relaxed, okay, your body is just so much harder to move, okay, like some aids actually become impossible to use, and then the others, they're certainly not independent, they can't be, because there's no, there's just not enough tension, but not only tension, there's not enough engagement through the body to make them effective, okay, and Also, you can no longer move with your horse. So whatever energy your horse is creating, you're not moving with it. You're probably at that point very much working against that energy, okay? And I think that when we're talking about the transition into canter, you have to be working with that energy. Like you and that energy have to be going in the same direction, okay? Now, for many riders, what happens is they'll ask for the canter. And, you know, our horses are wonderful creatures. We've already said that. And you get these really obliging horses and they're like, oh, okay, I think she means she she wants to canter. She's not very clear now. (laughs) She could be undecided. But I'll canter... And I'll see how it goes. You you know, if you can imagine your horse like, fingers crossed, this is what she wants. And then he goes into canter and then the rider immediately meets him there with a on his back or a jab in his mouth. Not so nice. And it could have all have been prevented if the rider just carried themselves a little bit more, okay? Seriously, it is really, really important. I think that over time, when you keep asking your horse to do something, and your horse responds, and he does the thing, and then we do not move with him into that, we're actually training our horse not to do that thing. And very often, your horse will begin to ignore you. He will just say, she's confused. Just what she wants. I don't like my back teeth being pulled out. So guess what? I'm not going to do it. We'll stay here. We'll stay doing what we're doing now. Okay. And that, of course, is not going to help situation either. Okay. So we want to be really, really sure of what we're doing. Because if your posture is causing you to say no to whatever it is that your horse is doing because you asked him to do it you are going to have training issues down the road. And that is just the long and the short of it. Now, I mentioned the lack of independence already, but I do think that like, it needs to be stressed. And particularly, again, let's think about this transition into the canter because that's what we want to focus on. You know, if you're dependent on either your own aids, okay, so if you're dependent on like your hands, okay, or your legs, you grip on, you become the vice grip on the horse's back, okay, for support or you're dependent on your horse for support you're going to have issues through that transition and not only through the transition you're going to have issues when you get into the canter itself okay so if you're using your hands for example to balance in the saddle well you know contact cannot happen it cannot t- it's actually impossible okay but not only that you begin to stop this forward flow of energy that your horse needs When he is stepping up into the canter, it's a big step up. There's a lot of stuff involved and required. And if you're there just working against him every step of the way, could you imagine how much frustration your horse must have regarding the trot? or the walk to canter transition, okay? So I'm thinking, no, please don't ask me that. (laughs) You can't make up your mind about what you want. Please don't, okay? So it's really important that you are independent, and you cannot be independent (laughs) if you are not carrying yourself, okay? It is that important. Now, I also want you to think about after, like, a couple of, you know, transitions of this happening, of you and your horse kind of, you working against your horse all the way. And, you know, this is all unintentional. Nobody goes out of their way to say, okay, today I'm going to work against my horse and we'll see what happens. It's unintentional, but it does happen, okay? But when that happens over time, and not even over time, just after a few different transitions in a single ride, you are going to find that there's a lot of tension, increased tension, increased tension excessive tension begins to kind of creep into that ride and it's not enjoyable anymore for anybody for a horse or for a rider so it's really really important then that we keep in mind that by the fact that we're simply not carrying ourselves our posture is lacking we're eroding the foundation of everything which is relaxation okay and it's just very important i think that it's well worth the effort on our part as riders to improve our posture to improve our own self carriage so as we can have cleaner clearer transitions into the canter that they're smooth that we like go with the horse we're like oh yes we're all going to canter together And your horse probably go what oh my goodness okay this is marvelous right let's go so really really important okay so what I'm going to suggest you do is you need to begin to model what you want in your horse so we spoke about self-carriage and how it's kind of this um principle when it comes to training our horses but you know We need to model it first so what i want you to do is to focus on carrying yourself and when you're doing this you are going to communicate more clearly using your aids and not only that you're going to actually create this space for your horse to step into the transition to step into the canter okay and he'll do it with balance and with the correct level of tension which is going to feel smooth okay and it's really important you know transitions into the canter they feel upward it feels like we're like stepping up into something if we block that our horse cannot respond like we want them to okay and you know when you are then practicing the transition notice then that once you're carrying yourself once you've begun to you know get the whole posture issue straightened out okay You've stopped slouching. You're like opening your chest. You're elongating through the body. You're like allowing your legs to drape down. It all looks good. I want you to notice how then you allow your seat to actually go first into the canter. So when your horse strikes the canter, your seat leads you. And of course, then you can begin to look at more improving the transition because now we're not blocking it now we're going with it. so now we could begin to maybe explore a little bit more the connection between our seat and our hands and how that feels as we step into the canter we could explore things like our horse and and the contact itself with our horse and then being able to begin to not only have a okay transition but to actually begin to ride really good transitions with our horse okay if you're interested in doing more in the canter with your horse i'm going to strongly suggest you come over and join us and improve your canter it's a four-week program we are in the thick of it now you can join right now and still get all of the goodness you can find out all the details over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash canter okay i'll see you there be good bye